Hey, y'all, this is Eric, and you're listening to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. What's going on, guys? Eric here from Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Um, this is uh, first episode in a long time, man. Um, I have been super busy. Things with work and at home and holidays and deer season and all that. So I apologize for not really putting out a lot of episodes. Um, I'm going to probably continue to have uh episodes coming out had a little bit larger inter <coughs> excuse me intervals than uh normal you know with it, it it's just hard to find time and get guests on and and really set time aside to make this happen during deer season um but that doesn't mean it's not going to be happening it's probably just going to be more of like season updates until our season's out and um just kind of keeping y'all along for the ride so basically what's been happening is I think in the last episode I was talking about uh, some of my Rocktail County bucks that I was after. Um, probably was talking about, actually I know for sure I was talking about this deer called Tank, who is probably the biggest buck I've had on camera all year. And, uh, you know, it, it honestly, this this the whole month of November was just dead. I mean, I was getting some pictures here and there. Um the deer basically disappeared. I don't really know what, what the deal was. Uh, it, I would like to say it wasn't me going in and putting feet out, but you never know. Um, I do know that Tank was in the area. The neighbor had pictures of him. He has not seen him in daylight. He did have daylight pictures, but he wasn't there when uh, Tank was out there. He's got a couple pictures of newer bucks. Um, I've got, I think, like one or two, one or two bucks that, you know, may, maybe shooters. I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna burn a tag yet, but we're getting there. I mean, this is the late season now. So the rut's over. Uh, what I've learned about this property in, (coughs) excuse me. Oh man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what I've learned about this property in Jasper County is early season places on fire, pre-rut places on fire. But then when the rut kicks in these deer, I mean, I, I, I don't even really know what to say other than they just aren't really around. I'm I'm kind of thinking they go deeper onto the neighbor's properties. Um, I did see some chasing signs on my cameras, but I, I'll be honest, man, I haven't sat and seen a deer since I went to Atlanta with JD. Uh, speaking of JD, he is coming up this weekend for a hunt at my Jasper County spot because there has been a lot of activity. Um yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been, it's been a grind. It's been, it's been a struggle. You know, I, it kind of feels like after Pickles was shot, it sort of slowly started going downhill and here we are, you know, so not to say it's not going to be a good season. I mean, hell, I got the biggest buck of my life this season so far. So I'm, I'm happy. I would like to shoot a couple does and if Tank shows up, he's getting an arrow, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. This is deer hunting. It's not called deer killing. So you just got to put in the work and eventually it'll all pay off. Um, kind of some updates, getting a new bow this weekend. It's going to be a bear paradox. I think I'll be shooting around 250-ish, maybe 255 feet per second. Uh, with I'm, I'm debating on my arrows, like what weight I want to go with. I'm kind of thinking around 458 to about 500. I am going to be shooting a fixed blade. Um, still running the Exodus. <clears throat> still, you know, 
that I, the reason I decided to stick with that one isn't it's nothing to do with you know like broadheads being bad or anything like that. It's more of just the fact that I can practice with that broadhead and I'm going to know exactly what's what's going to happen from that broadhead. And I'll know where that arrow is going. I was having a lot of arrow flight issues with, you know, it. So I shoot a lighted knock and you can see or not now, but back when I was having these issues, you could literally see the the knock fishtailing. And it kind of didn't really, I don't know, it. I didn't recognize it until I went with JD that weekend in Atlanta and hunted up there. Um, it was, I, I mean, I, I'm honestly shocked I didn't see it. That kind of, to me, explains why when I shot pickles, there wasn't a pass-through because the arrow just wasn't flying right. I thought it was, but I always shot at daytime, you know, when I was practicing. So you can't really see the flight of the arrow that well, at least where I was at, because it was always like mid-afternoon. And, you know, still being relatively new to this, I would look at my arrow when it would hit the, the target and it would be, you know, like knock left or knock right. And I would just be like, oh, well, that's that's just the target. But that's not what the case was. Um, really what it was, I never knocked tuned my arrows to that specific broadhead or field point or whatever. I mean, really with a field point, you don't have to knock tune. You can. You need to knock tune all your arrows regardless of what you're shooting. But what I've noticed is with the fixed blades, it's it doesn't ever change. Like, I'll knock tune, and then it doesn't move. For whatever reason, when I use the Mega Meat BMPs, the, I have to change the, the position of the knock slightly almost, almost every time. And maybe that's arrow issues. Maybe it's my bow. Um, I'll know once I, once I get the new, the new bow up and running this weekend. Um, so, you know, that'll be to be determined. But regardless... That's why I'm sticking with the Exodus, and it's a fixed blade, so it's, you know, a, a very solid fixed blade. It's, it's guaranteed, and I'm not going to say guaranteed, but if you, if you practice enough and you put it in the right spot, it's, it's basically guaranteed to have a pass-through, and they're awesome broadheads. I mean, I know JD killed um, his two first deer this season with them. Um, I've got buddies that use them. People in the industry use them. I mean, there's, they're awesome broadheads. So that's what I'm sticking with. Um, kind of debating on arrows <clears throat> if I'm going to stick with Victory or if I'm going to switch to like Bloodsport or maybe something else. Um, I did buy a gold tip cut down and I mean it It flew fine, but I just, I don't know. I want to have a lighted knock in there and with that lighted knock, the the knock is not the right size. And yeah, I could spend money on new knocks, but... I'd rather just get a standard diameter arrow than something that's going to be, <clears throat> you know, a little bit thicker. I mean, maybe they're stronger, maybe they're not. I don't really know. But that's what I've got <clears throat> my quiver. God, dude, my throat is so messed up, y'all. I'm so sorry. Um, but, yeah, so there were plans to have a couple, <clears throat> a couple guests on. And it's not anything on the guests at all. I just I I just don't have the time to get anybody on right now. Like I'm literally recording this in my work van because I've just been working so much. And then when I'm not working, I'm either doing stuff with the family or hunting or getting stuff ready to go hunt. You know, Thanksgiving was crazy. Um and then now it's Christmas time. So all my time is being spent, you know, going out and shopping for Christmas gifts or going and putting feet out or going and checking cameras or practicing or 
I mean, I haven't even been able to shoot my bow that much just because of how busy I've been. And, you know, it's no excuse. Um, I, I know Cam Haynes likes to say nobody cares, work harder. And that's true. Nobody cares, work harder. So it is what it is, man. I mean, uh, the exciting thing is I uh, still have my Rockdale spot. I'm hoping to keep it through the extended archery season. My buddy Tyler actually shot Max, who was my main target buck over there. And I knew that was going to happen because what I've learned, especially from October to November, like late November, um, those deer, even if I put feed out, they like to go on the neighbor's property. They'll use my property at night, you know, to feed and to transition and all that stuff. But they're over on Tyler's property. Um, and he actually is going to be a guest that I get on once season's out. And he'll tell the whole story about Max. I've been uh, hunting Max for two years. <clears throat> I did have a chance at getting him. And so let me kind of elaborate on that. I don't remember if I said in the last episode, I may have. But basically what's been going on, at least what was going on with Max, was he daylighted the day that I went and hunted at a JD spot. And I didn't know that. At that time, I didn't have a cell camera over there. And, you know, I almost hunted that weekend or that morning, <clears throat> but I decided not to just because at that time I'd been hunting nothing but mornings. And I'm going to be honest, I was pretty tired. And I uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of regret it. I definitely would have gotten in there in, in, you know, no issues. He would have shown up as long because the wind was perfect. Um, and I could have shot him. But, you know, I didn't. And then, uh, I don't know, he kind of started disappearing. And I knew he was going to go over to Tyler's because Tyler kept telling me, you know, hey, man, I've got pictures of this guy. And he would send me daylight pictures of him. He'd seen him on the, on the hoof a couple times, just never had a shot. And I told him, I'm like, Tyler, dude, just shoot that deer if you get a chance, man. Like, that's a good buck. He's easily a Pope and Young. I mean, shoot him, you know. I'm, I'm hardly over there as it is. Just shoot him. You're there all the time. And uh, sure enough, a few weeks ago, he did that. And so congrats to Tyler. Um, that's an amazing deer. You know, I may still have some photos of him last year. And if anybody wants to see that buck, just reach out. I'll show you what Max looked like. Um, there are a couple other deer. And what I'm kind of banking on for that Rockdale spot is there's a deer that I named Vader last year. He is the biggest buck I've seen on that property by far, since um, Hercules showed up two years ago. He's <clears throat> definitely a 140 buck. Um, but the problem is he showed up very early season. Like, I think before season even opened. And um, he's gone. He, he, he does that. He, he either shows up early and then is gone, or he just doesn't show up until the uh the very late season in january because last year i had pictures of him and max both daylighting um one sunday morning in january that <laughs> i was actually gonna go hunt that morning but i didn't because we had some family stuff going on and uh you're probably noticing a trend here but yeah so if if i don't get a shot on tank um before regular season goes out then my extended archery season is going to be spent three weeks maybe four weeks up in Rockdale. And I'm probably going to try to hunt every, <clears throat> every chance I get, because especially if he starts showing up, like I'm going to start feeding over there, probably, probably the end or middle of this year. 
um, you know, using a tracks, using um, some of that deer candy stuff or buck bourbon or just regular old corn, whatever, whatever they've got and trying to get these deer to start coming back. Because what happened was I know the thing about this property is I've hunted it for three years and have figured out where these deer like to bed for the most part. Um, I was listening to working class bow hunter, Kurt, awesome dude. He is tagged out. And so huge congrats to Kurt. That dude is one of the nicest guys I've ever talked to, but, um, the thing that he said on their most, one of their most recent, recent episodes is that you don't, you, you hear all these guys talking about, oh, buck bedding, doe bedding. Yeah. Okay. Deer are going to bed where they're going to bed. I have proof of that where I've got pictures of Bluey who has not shown up in over a month. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know what the deal is with that, but that doesn't matter right now. Some of the last pictures I had of him at my grandparents' place, he was bedded in the field that I hunt. And I'll get to that whole spot situation later, but he beds, he bedded right there. I've got pictures of does bedding in that open field. So am I hunting over buck bedding? Am I hunting over doe bedding? They're going to bed wherever they want. So to that point, I do know for a fact that this area right down on the neighbor's property in my Rockdale spot, which I don't have permission there. I did ask them. I did knock on the door. I contacted the homeowner. He said he didn't want me hunting there, and that's fine. Um, but what I do know is that they bed over like 50 yards from the property line in the woods, like right next to the field. Cause he's got a field that these deer can literally bed right next to the field. They can walk out in the field to feed and then they can go right back to bed. They don't have to go anywhere. Um, and that would have been a money spot if I had permission, but unfortunately I don't. So to that point, the bedding over there is kind of what I try to key on. So like when I go in, I try to try to be as quiet as I can because I know that they're going to be over there. And if they're not, and I, I, I say, I know, I don't know for sure, but I go in there thinking, okay, these deer are going to be down there. This is where they go every single time, every single time I've ever bumped deer, shot a deer, you know, on that property, this is where they go. They always go back to this area. So I just go in assuming that there's deer. Um, and that's, that's just how that property is. So I don't know. I mean, my Rockdale spot is kind of like my last resort once main, once the main season ends, hopefully, you know, if I, if I don't end up shooting tank, then hopefully I can, you know, I can get a shot off on Vader or nugget or some, some big deer. I mean, there's definitely big deer over there. And, um, but the plan for next season is me and Tyler are both at risk of losing our spots over there. So what we're going to do is we're going to team up. We're going to go around that whole little area, probably a square mile, maybe three quarter mile circle. Um, and basically just knock on every door that we can because he and I both know that there's monster deer in these woods. I don't know what it is about the genetics. I don't know what, what the deal is, but that's kind of our plan. So he and I will talk about it more when he comes on, um, after season, but that's sort of the plan for Rockdale. Now, Jasper County, like I said earlier, I've got pictures of deer bedding in this open field. The problem is I've hunted that open field twice now, have not seen a thing. Um, I don't really know why 
I kind of thought, and maybe this will be the case in the coming weeks, I kind of thought that these deer were going to be, you know, once the rut's over, because it's, it's not over right now, but the peak is over. It, we're kind of in the secondary post-rut time. Um, I kind of thought they were going to go back on their summer patterns or, or winter patterns, which obviously feed is key. So I've been keeping it fed, and I had a bunch of photos leading up to yesterday. Um, but when I hunted, even, even the day before I hunted last week, I had tons of morning photos and tons of evening photos. Like, they were there. And nothing showed up. I didn't bump anything. I was super quiet going in. I have no. I did hear a doe and estrus bleat, and I did hear a buck grunt. But when I tried to call them in, nothing showed. And I know that nobody was hunting back there because it's only me and the neighbor. And I texted him asking if he was in, and he said he wasn't. So that led me to think, okay, hunting the ground blind in the fields probably not a good idea right now because with calling and there's you know with basically such an open spot yeah you can call all you want but what a what a, especially tank what they're gonna do is they're gonna go to that field edge and they're gonna look if they don't see any deer but they hear calling they're not gonna go out there so my game plan and the same plan with jd is i'm moving into the woods pretty not pretty deep but like as deep as i can without busting jd's spot that he's gonna be in which i think is gonna be a really good spot for me when he's not hunting it and it, it should be a good spot for him, too, because uh, I've got daylight photos of does, um, no daylight photos of any big bucks. But he and I both are kind of just in the in the position now where we just want to shoot some does to get deer meat. That's that's kind of what we're at right now. And if a big buck shows up, then OK, great. Um, but yeah, so my plan to go after Tank, I know that he hits this area. I have a picture of him like right in front of the camera and then a picture of him five minutes later in the field. Yes, it was at night, but I'm getting closer uh, to where he's going to daylight. He he daylighted about 200 yards from the field over on the neighbor's property like three weeks ago. So I know where he's going to be. I just have to figure out his pattern or put something there to make him show up a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the plan for Jasper County. You know, we're just kind of going out there to, to shoot whatever we can. Um, like I said, Bluey's not showing up at all tank is showing up every couple days um he has not daylighted since october so back on that hunt to try and figure out where he's going to daylight at but i do know that he was daylighting in november um over on the neighbor's property which is not that far from where i'm going to be hunting at that's not to say i'm going to be hunting over robert's property um i'm not you know he and i have talked about it and I told him and was like, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hunt where you're hunting at. Cause then you and I both, you know, that, that can cause problems. Like if you grunt, you could scare the deer off. If I grunt, could scare the deer off. If one of us moves or the deer catches our wind, I mean, you never know like what, what could happen. And it's not safe too, in, in a sense, because he hunts with a rifle and I hunt with a bow. Well, if he shoots, you know, in, in the direction of me, there's a chance I could get hit. And if I shoot in the direction that he's in, and say it deflects or whatever, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we can't see each other, but still crazy things can happen. So we just both want it to be safe. We both want it to be as respectful as possible. I'm not hunting on his property. He's not hunting on my property, but we are working as a team. We're both sharing information. We're both trying to just kill this deer that I named Tank. And I mean, 
I would love to kill him, but I would also love to see Robert kill him because I've I've already killed this year. Yeah, I've got another buck tag, but I, I'm not going to be stingy with this. Um. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a wrap up on that. Um, I can't really think of anything else that you know that's been going on. Um. Yeah, no, I just wanted to put an episode out so everybody could know I'm I'm still alive, <laughs> and there will be more content coming. Um, it's just. Like I said, with, with all this stuff going on, I mean, we have a trip planned at the end of this month for a week. And then with Christmas and school with my daughter, work, hunting, practicing, cl- keeping the house clean, taking care of the animal. I mean, it's just, like I said earlier, Cam Haynes says nobody cares, work harder. And I 100% agree with that. Um, it's just very difficult to try and find time to carve an hour Really, it's two hours because it's one hour of recording with a guest or whoever, and then another hour of editing. Um, now that we have better software and better, you know, quality equipment and all that stuff. But I'm not complaining. I love doing this. I just apologize for not having the time lately to put more content out. Um, but you know, there's there's more coming. We're gonna we're gonna make this thing get bigger. Um, listening to the working class bowhunter podcast this morning on the way to work really got me, you know, wanting to put out an episode just, just to sort of keep things or try to keep things rolling, maybe get some more balls rolling, uh, down the pipeline as much as we can. And, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe I'll tag out this weekend when we go on Saturday and tank will hit the ground and then I'll have plenty more time to, uh, to do this. But, uh, yeah, so Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel.